Just two of us tonight. Yeah. How I you mean, been? you only need a pilot and a wingman. That's right. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, we're, we're about like three weeks behind on laundry right now. Because, oh. so we have, uh, a situation where our washer started like, well, it stopped spinning and like it would, it would get all the way to the last cycle. Mm-hmm. The the tub would be full and it would just yeah. not spin the water out. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So we were able to limp along for a couple of days while we waited for a repair person to come out. He came out, took a look at it and he said, Oh, it's your actuator. All right, brother, if you say so, I, I don't know anything about these things. If you, if that's what you say it is, I believe you. Uh, and he charged us about 10 times what an actuator costs from what I could tell. Uh, but if I would have just gone and bought this thing on Amazon, like not even knowing what I was doing, I probably could have, you know, bought one and replaced it and still not known what I was doing. Um, so like it, it was running when he left and he's like, all right, you should be good to go. So the next morning you go to run a load and it does the same thing. Oof. And this is Thursday of last week. So, all right. So I immediately call them. They're like, all right, uh, we can be out there Tuesday because it's holiday weekend. All right. So they come out Tuesday. They're like, all right. Turns out it's not the actuator. It's the gearbox. And we're going to charge you another like $250 on top of that. But it's just going to be for the parts. We, we won't charge you for the labor again. Well, that's That's good. Uh, oh, by the way, now that you've paid for it, it's going to be three to five days before we can even get it in. Like you're <sighs> getting like a quarter of the way to a new washer. Uh, we're about three quarters of the way to a new washer. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. We're, uh, about $600 into this now. Mm. Yeah. And, but, but, uh, that was Tuesday and I got a call today we're ready to schedule you tomorrow for your install let's do this (laughs) so yeah we were to the point yesterday we're like all right basket everything up i'm going to the laundromat Mm -hmm. holden you need your shirt washed let me show you how to wash something in the sink (laughs) the dryer works fine you can throw it in the dryer when Mm -hmm. you're done washing it (laughs) but yeah so that's our fun this week um like throughout grad school, I did not have money for most things. And so I became, I guess, way overconfident in what I could do with YouTube videos. <laughs> and so there were many times where like I took apart the washer to fish out a baby's sock from the pump uh, because it, we had the problem of it not draining because the pump wasn't pulling the water out yep. because a baby's sock had got stuck in it. Yep, I understand. That and I'm really pleased that I was able to successfully do this and get the washer running again through many hours of YouTube videos and experimentation. Yeah. So I've I've done some YouTube repairs, some of them successfully. Mm. And then there was the time that I tried to repair the broken uh oven door. And I pulled it off the hinge, like you, you lift it up off the brackets. Mm-hmm. All right. And then something happened, and I'm not sure what, but it they locked into place. And like, all right, well, we just need to unlock them. 
turns out they don't. They they don't oh, unlock. No, they they don't unlock. Uh, so we have a fairly new <laughs> Oof. oven. Yeah, because of that one. Uh, now there were there have been other things like uh, the time that uh, our new um, our new refrigerator had water just dripping from it everywhere. Turns out that was partially my fault because the the uh, the filter was poorly labeled, and I actually mm. put it in upside down, even though like all the orientation looked like it that should have been right side up. Like once I pulled out, I was like, oh yeah, it turns out it's not. So I got that fixed, tore everything apart. Well, there was like water in between the glass and, oh. and Julie's like, we just need to yank this. Hang on. <laughs> and like, I did just like three minutes of YouTubing and it was like, yeah, it turns out we need to take these three screws off and then everything will just lift out. If we would have yanked, that would have been really bad. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it, sometimes it really comes in handy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've saved a couple of hundred dollars on uh well somebody's there <laughs> uh i've saved a couple of hundred dollars on uh car keys because the uh like the uh remote locks uh my old car the remote locks started failing uh and actually like chipped and broke and so i needed a new one so i i was able to go buy them on uh ebay and like did some youtubing about how to reset the keys perfect like 50 bucks i had two brand new keys instead of paying like 350 (laughs) dollars going to a dealership we'll see if something has calmed down sorry (laughs) get this doggo here you know oh yeah he's a good boy Mm -hmm. he's my uh my gaming buddy (laughs) Mm -hmm. so you guys uh had a little vacation yeah, went up to Wisconsin yeah. uh, for the weekend. Um, uh, Claire was wanting to know, like, oh, what could we do? Like, could we do we have a, a free weekend in, in July? We could go on, like, a road trip. Like, oh, we got 4th of July weekend. And she's like, where could we go? I'm like, wow, Wisconsin. <laughs> she's like, why? Like, oh, well, there's it's one thing hot. I want to see there. But also, it's less hot. It is, right? And if you're going to go, summer's the time to go north. Yep, absolutely. But I, uh, you know, wanted to see House on the Rock ever since, uh, ever since, uh, reading American Gods. And so that was our main destination. And then Claire is a planning type of person. And so she made a bunch of plans for all the other time of the weekend. Sure. So we went to Milwaukee and did a brewery tour. Nice. And the Lake, Lakefront Brewery, uh, they had bought the bottling machine from the Schlitz. Uh, plant that closed down. So it is the bottling machine from Laverne and Shirley. And I saw Bonsworth, that picture. That's really cool. That's very cool. Which is awesome. And they also had some delicious beers. Um, and then we had a fancy dinner at a restaurant called Sanford, which is a four course meal. They had morals on the uh, menu, which were, are fantastic. I see why people hunt them. Nice. And we went to a cheese castle, which is really just a store, but it had lots of cheese and it was shaped like a castle. Nice. Very nice. And then up to Door County to uh, Sturgeon Bay and did some like shopping and did a, a ghost trolley tour. No, it, we were on a trolley to talk about ghosts. It wasn't a ghost trolley. Gotcha. As far as I know. Well, that at least not until the moon hit it. 
The moonlight. That's <laughs> also a skeleton trolley. <laughs> be awesome. Uh, but it was campy and, and fun and interesting. I like stories and, you know, the guy told, you know, campfire style stories about nice. various areas. Yep. Got to see some pretty views of the lake and other things, uh, cemeteries. And then was House on the Rock, which was just absolutely fantastic. Like everyone should go. I, I 100% agree. It is, it's the kind of place that if you don't like the room you're in or you think it's weird that, that you're, you're seeing a collection of the things you're seeing, go to the next room mm-hmm. because it might be something you like, or it may be something even weirder. <laughs> and there was so much weird, all the musical automata that the, that they had. And- yeah. That stuff was really neat. Some of the ones that were just a full room of it. Mm-hmm. Just incredible. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And then I got to do the stuff from the book. Like I got my fortune told by Esmeralda with a coin and saw yep. the carousel and all those things, which is really cool. And we spent, I don't know, a good four hours there. Probably could have done two more. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lots um, of walking. <laughs> I'm interested to go, like they said in the September, they do nighttime tours. Uh, oh, like, neat. Uh, and spooky months. Um, and so, but I think that'd be fun to see. Yeah. I guess they also decorated up for Christmas, but. Christmas time does not seem like a time I want to travel to Wisconsin. Yeah, probably not. If I lived probably there. Not. I mean, it's not, it's not terribly far into Wisconsin. It's, it's, it's the near True. side of Wisconsin, but mm-hmm. still. Yeah. And then, um, on our last day, we went to the Frank Lloyd Wright, um, estate, the Talesian, mm-hmm. where his mistress and her children were murdered. Wow. I was not aware of that. <laughs> yeah. I guess Frank Lloyd Wright took a mistress and built this house out in the country so that you'd get a little less attention. And, and I got a guy who worked there, like the butler poured gasoline through the building and set fire to it. And as people came out, axed them in the head. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the way to do it. I guess that's, that's, that's a one, that's one way to do it. Right. Uh, and, and so, yeah, that was wild. They didn't really talk about that on the tour. Which is salacious, but like, honestly, the architecture of this building was really fascinating. Yeah. Like, I didn't mind that we didn't get much of the murder, uh, plot because again, it was a really beautiful building and just the dude's like uh, sense of style and and design are, are really cool. It's the first time I've been to like a Frank Lloyd Wright uh, place and now I want to visit. I think we got one here in Kirkwood. I believe so. Yeah. I've not been to any of them. Yeah. Well, it's like now I'm interested to see more because it was, I don't know, it was really cool. Yeah. I, uh, I really dug House on the Rock. Um, like the description of it from the book, uh, and how he describes like that is like this mecca of roadside attractions and it is like the ultimate mm-hmm. roadside attraction. And then once you go there and hear the story of how it came to be, like it really is just the ultimate in roadside attractions, just a word of mouth roadside attraction, the hodgepodge. It's just, it's just wild. It is. And the, the, uh, the infinity room is really neat too. Oh yeah. That's something that's not talked about quite as much, I think, but yeah, that's really neat. That's a really neat, uh, vista there. And it was nice and windy when we were out there. So you could, oh, even sweaty. better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got up there and, you know, of course, we're, we're out there and it's just the four of us. We, we went like during the week and it was early in the summer. So there wasn't, there wasn't a lot of people traffic in and out of the place. <clears throat> and so we were in the infinity room area by ourselves. And so we're walking out there and 
Julie's like, is this swaying? And so Holden and I start <laughs> jumping. <laughs> oh, rude. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. great. It was the, great. I, I really dug that place. So, like, it's like, you know, set up in like three sort of like main buildings with a bunch of stuff in them. And they have like these covered walkways that like connect them. Mm-hmm. The ceilings in those covered walkways are like at about a six four. Oh, and I'm at about a six six. So I had yep. to like hunch throughout this whole thing. Like, a, yeah, there are some, there are some tight squeezes in there too, just in general. Sure were. Yep. And, and those are, it's always so funny to me because I, like, I'm already kind of a monster, but then like to be like hunch through and like emerge into a larger <laughs> space is, is just wild. Yeah. People are like, mm. when we were at the Frank Lloyd Wright house, he does that on purpose in some of the architecture where it's a low enclosed place. So you feel a little trapped and then you emerge into this giant space of a room. Oh, that's cool. It is. And it does make it, I mean, it does give you a feeling like when you like go through that transition. But there was one room where the ceilings were, you know, about at my jaw. And then there's like this big, like skylit area. And I was able to stand up straight in there. <laughs> and so, uh, someone on the tour was like, can I take your picture? I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know why you're doing this. Sure. It's fine. <laughs> take a picture of the giant. Right. Okay. All right. Let's, uh, let's kick the tires on this. Hey, this is Tony. Oh, this is Mitch. Empty age, Harden. <laughs> we are the Bagsy producers. Uh, no David this week. I, concert, I think he said he was going to. I don't no. know. Plus, also, I think he's kind a of concert. a, yeah, I think he, he's also kind of a, a tool about movies that he doesn't, he's not seen and then makes a point not to see because mm-hmm. he hasn't seen them. So let's do Ghostbusters next time. Yeah. <laughs> the, <laughs> Yeah, famously, how he famously avoids Ghostbusters. Um, all right, so uh, this week we're talking about Top Gun Maverick. Mm-hmm. What did you think of Top Gun Maverick? Uh, my view from above the hard deck is this, you know, 5,000 feet. Uh, this it was, I liked this movie the same way I liked the original Top Gun. Um, and I think that's it. I mean, that's, I mean, that's the, the capsule. Yep, same. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm right there with you. Um, it is, it's not the same movie, but it is the same movie. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's, they do some of the same, they hit the same beats. Um, but then add some things to amp up the nostalgia mm-hmm. and to, um, but it's also like it also hits the same beats the way they do it. Um, so let's mm-hmm. just go right into, into the spoilers and everything. The danger um, zone. The da- straight to the danger zone. They wasted no time getting to that song. No. And you know what? I was fine with, let's mm-hmm. let's open the movie with that song. Okay. Great. It, it really made me confident this movie knew what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we're not going to, we're not going to shy away from the fact that this movie is a sequel and Top Gun, you know, and, and, and Maverick is 60 years old. Well, I mean, he wasn't when he made the movie because they made this movie like two years ago, but oh. he just had a 60th birthday. Like I think this last week. Um, yeah, this right. <laughs> this movie is what it is. Yeah, one thing I thought about with that particular, like the age of Maverick, and this, I guess, kind of the movie in general is that I don't have 
like personal experience, like in the military, mm-hmm. nor am I really, I'm not like a, a jet fanboy. You know, like they're the people who love the planes of the military and they're like fans of the military, even if they weren't directly involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's not also not me. Right. Right. So I don't really have a place where I can stand and point with some sort of authority to be like, that's not how this works, which I think works for this movie in its advantage. I believe you are correct. Okay. Um, because I do have a little bit more because I, my dad was in the Air Force. Mm-hmm. I grew up on military bases. Um, so how often do people steal planes? Yeah, that's something that uh is generally fairly frowned upon mm-hmm. i mean i had a friend in uh who you know growing up uh he got shoplifting at the base exchange which is like kind of like mm-hmm. i think a department store for people who aren't familiar uh, it's the the on base department store um he got caught shoplifting and you know if that were to happen at like Walmart, you get a slap on the wrist, you know, might call the cops, get shake, scare you and send you home with your parents. Uh, his dad got called in and got talked to about it. Mm-hmm. Like, like affecting his career kind of talked to about it. Oof. So I feel like stealing a plane is just a tad more <laughs> problematic. And I guess I would have assumed more security around them. Yeah. Procedures to make it so you couldn't just like hop in one and go like lots of steps along the way where it would be, I don't know, stopped. Yeah. And this happened. I mean, really it happened three times in the movie. Mm, Yeah. A little bit. So there's that. Um, (laughs) Yeah. His age. Yeah. Is another thing. I mean, he was Tom Cruise's actual age was fifty eight. Mm-hmm. All right, the original movie was made in eighty six. Mm-hmm. This movie was made twenty four years later. No, sorry, thirty four years later. Right. Let me get my math right on that. Thirty four years later, uh, that would put Tom Cruise's age at twenty four years old. All right, so he's fifty eight years old in this movie. My brother is the one that pointed this out. I'm going to all credit due to my brother, Doug, who pointed this out on Father's Day. Um, that, so we have a 58 year old teaching these, these pilots who are already graduates of Top Gun and he's teaching Goose's son. Goose's son was four years old. And I, I double checked because the, the twins that played Goose's son were actually four years old. When that movie was made, making them 38 years old when, Oof. <laughs> when this movie was made. So we have a 58-year-old teaching a 38-year-old things that he should already be good at. Uh, the other thing he mm-hmm. made a point to to point out, I guess he was told to shush a few times by his wife, who is an extreme Top Gun fan. Oh, uh, the original movie. She is she is a huge Top Gun fan from the original movie, and she was telling him to shush quite a bit because he was doing things like, you know, uh, it's illegal to wear to, to not wear a helmet in California. <laughs> that did bother me a lot when but, people on motorcycles wear helmets to look cool. I'm yeah. like, that's like putting cigarettes in people's mouths in high schoolers' mouths to look cool. Yep. yep. Come on now, 
Just hurt yeah. people. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, he is supposed to be dangerous. He's a maverick. Breaking the law. Yeah. Well, and I guess I don't know everything there is to know about anatomy and physiology, but I was kind of under the impression that, you know, living in sustained G's isn't something that you get better at, that doing it more frequently is just worse for you. I would think. Right. If the expanse taught me anything, is that high G's can cause an aneurysm over time. Yeah. Yeah. And so I just feel like you wouldn't want a 58 year old to be your test pilot. I feel like you would get worse at, at staying conscious under high G, not better at it. I mean, I, I think there was that, but also he is more expendable. That's I true. I guess. I mean, he's already dangerous. <laughs> so, so if he's also exp- more expendable on top right. of that. Yeah, no wife, no kids. Put him yeah. in a test. Send him to Mach 10. Yep. Yep. Uh, that movie, or that, that move in this movie solidified exactly what this movie was going to be after, mm-hmm. after playing Danger Zone during the opening credits. It, uh, yeah, don't, don't think about this movie too hard. Right. I, I mean, we're watching the movie and, and when they, you know, I, I can't help but think a little bit while I'm watching the movie. It's, it's really hard to turn my brain off. And like the things that I, I was noticing first when they first get to the point of telling us what the, the mission is, you know, mm-hmm. we've got to go to the base. They're very careful about, like, they don't even say, what continent this base is on. No. There is a base mm-hmm. with a river and some mountains with this really weird structure that just happens to give them the the trench run. Yep. <laughs> like they're they're giving this and I'm like, oh my God, this is Star Wars. Oh Star my Wars. God, this is Star Wars. This is Star Wars. And Julie turns around to me and she says, Isn't this Star Wars? Yeah, I have a direct yep. hit into the ventilation shaft. Yep. Yep. Except two. We have to do right. it twice. And we also have the, his target computer is off. Yep. Yep. Gonna do it by Ooh. feel. Yep. Yeah, right? Like if you, okay, right? Like if you accept where this movie is saying things are, right? Like you accept that this guy becomes a test pilot and you accept that this is the mission and this is the only way you can do this mission, which to me did not, I mean, that doesn't make sense. No. Like, yeah. If you can shoot a fleet of Tomahawk missiles to destroy a runway, I feel like you can shoot them to destroy some sand batteries. But this is fine. Maybe. Right. You said it's the only way to do it. I'm just going to trust you, movie. Yep. Uh, who who am I to second guess an admiral's strat- strategies? Yeah, right. <laughs> Admiral John Hamm. Ooh, yeah. And everyone in the Navy, very attractive. They're all very pretty people. I mean, we right. learned that in the first Tom Gun, first Top Gun movie. It, that is true. They are all very pretty people, right? To be a fighter pilot, you need charisma seventeen. Exactly. Right. Exactly. It's definitely one of the requirements for that class, right? And they they said something that didn't make sense to me because they were trying to explain why they couldn't just use stealth bombers to bomb it, which I assume is how we actually take care of any problems anywhere. I would think. Uh, and they said it was GPS locked because it's in a valley. I'm like, oh, okay. I, yeah. I, you're using lasers though. Like lasers don't care about valleys. 
Yeah, this is fine. I mean, if you just say that, I'm I'm just going to go along with it, right? I mean, you know what? You might as well just use nanotech, right? Exactly, right. So we'll just accept it. The only things that really bother me for that, because like I'll go with a movie when they do it. Like that's part of the the contract audience to movie. Like I can suspend some amount of disbelief, sure. But when they like violate those rules that they set up, yeah, I get annoyed. I I am with you there. And I think that they, they avoided doing that by having themes in the movie set up otherwise, right? We had all this big deal of why you had to go fast, right? Because these somehow fifth generation fighters of an unnamed regime. Are, fifth generation fighters. Right. Okay. Are better, better equipment, right? And that was a huge like threat of why we had to do the mission this way. Cause we, because we were just going to get wiped out by them. Yeah. But then when it comes to it. Okay. But they give us that out. But they did a thing in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like they did a thing. And I remember going, whoa, I've never seen a plane do that. Like I said that out loud. And then one of the characters said, I've never seen a plane do that. <laughs> <laughs> like mm-hmm. that plane stopped in midair. <laughs> it was just like. I guess that's what they mean by fifth generation fighter. Okay. Mm-hmm. You've, you've won my stupid argument. <laughs> well, yeah. And then we also get the, our, or sort of out. It's, it's not the plane, it's the man or whatever. Yeah. But. Which is, yeah. It's the, the, was it the John Henry mm-hmm. against the, against that, the, the train? It's, that steel driving man. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. The, it's, or Paul it's by the man, man versus the machine. Yeah. And this was totally on the, on the side of Maverick. It was, it was only ever going to be right. And, and so I went with it for all of that too, and was excited through all of these things. So, and I feel like I started by saying, I like this movie. And then I've just done my litany of complaints. But like, the thing is, I mean, if you're going to see a movie called top gun and you're going, knowing you're going to see Tom Cruise at the age of almost 60 Mm -hmm. being, fighter pilot mm-hmm. you've already suspended some disbelief just by putting your money down that is true <laughs> i mean so i i think it's fair to say that it is a nostalgia movie it is i mean it's 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 thick with it and it does some things really well mm-hmm. but there are problems mm-hmm. the first one had problems oh yes yep. you know it's it's kind of like when we talk about Star Wars, mm-hmm. and everybody loves to gush about how great Star Wars is. Mm-hmm. The first, the, the original trilogy. I knew which ones you meant. Until you watch those movies again. Mm-hmm. Critically, as an adult, putting your phone away, watching them in a space where you have to focus on the story, there are things that stop making sense. Right. There are a lot of things that stop making sense. <laughs> yes. Uh but we forget those because that's not where our fun is. <laughs> it is true. Well, and then like I like I don't know. There's just there's a lot of other fun to have in Star Wars. Like yeah. picking apart stuff now that there's so much of an extended universe and all these other movies. Oh yeah. Yeah. Are you short for a stormtrooper? It's because they're all clones. They're not now, but like what? A, like right? Yeah. Yeah. When, when you can exciting. go back and retro in a lot that stuff, that's mm-hmm. fun. That's fun. Um, 
so I want to talk a little bit about the fun stuff that they did yeah. with this movie. Cause there is a lot of fun stuff that they did with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was not aware of this. Julie told me and she, she didn't, she didn't remember. She, uh, she had seen an article about it. So, uh, I love Jennifer Conley. Oh yeah. I have, I have loved her many, many years. Mm-hmm. Uh, she and I are within, I think like six months in age of each other. So it's not weird when I say, sure. I loved her when, when I saw her when she was 15 years old in a movie. Cause I was also 15 years old at that time. It was an age appropriate crush at the time. It absolutely was. Uh, and, and I think she's made a lot of wonderful movie choices in mm-hmm. her career. Um, so the character she plays in this, Penny, the Admiral's daughter, mm-hmm. is actually a character that is named dropped in the first movie. And I wasn't aware of this. So, oh, nice. um, yeah, uh, I guess at one point, um, uh, a Goose's wife, Meg Ryan, is talking ab- about his girlfriends, like, like, uh, Kelly McGillis's character. He's like, mm-hmm. he's like, oh, he told you about her? And she's like, yeah, he tells me about all of them. He told me about Penny, the Admiral's daughter. Nice. And that is like, that character was in name in the first Top Gun movie. So that's kind of cool. Uh, but it puts into question how old Penny was because Penny's my age at 51. That would have put her at 15 in 2000. In, 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 that would have been actually, she would have actually been, yeah, she would have been 15 when that, when that movie was made. (laughs) Either that or they're just saying Jennifer Connelly just looks good as a, mid 50s year old woman instead of yeah. an early 50s year old woman. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, yeah. Yeah. That was, that's a little bit sketchy. Um, but fun that they made the connection. It was, script. it's a, it's a fun connection. Um, I loved absolutely everything they did with Iceman. Uh-huh. I did. I really did enjoy that. Uh, like for a while I was questioning whether he was going to be in it. Uh, but then I had heard like, no, he's, he's in it. We wouldn't have done this without him. Like I, I had heard that in interviews. So, uh, and Sonny, Sonny must be acting up again. <laughs> um, uh, so I heard that, that he was going to be in it and he was in it. And then, you know, in the movie, we just start seeing the text conversations with ice. I was like, all right, that's nice. But then I remembered in the trailer that there's a funeral. We see a funeral in the trailer. And I was like, oh, that's going to be Iceman's funeral. Like I, I just felt it. Well, then they had a sequence in the movie where uh, a uh, one of the training missions goes bad. It's like, oh, maybe it won't be. Maybe, maybe, maybe there will be a training mission death like in the original. But no, no, it was ice. Yeah, I was pretty nervous about the training mission disasters. I was like, oh, (laughs) yep, yep. I uh, see. See, that's the the thing is uh, when we first started, uh, I had two dogs, and on very very rare occasions they would go crazy. Uh, but we were recording only at the time, so we could always just pause, settle them down, edit that out later. Now that we're now that we're Facebooking, sorry, YouTubing, uh, that's fine. You know what? We love, we love our dogs. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I thought the stuff with Iceman was great. And so, like, that's a, a good, like, nostalgia moment for those of us who are familiar with the original movie. But I think if you hadn't seen the original movie, 
that those, that relationship isn't deep. Like, I mean, it's tropey, right? Yeah. We already know what the relationship is between these two people. Like the, the moment they're in that moment, it wasn't actually any deeper in Top Gun. So like, it's totally fine. No. And if you, I mean, if you know who the actor is, even now mm-hmm. they they show enough photos of them from the original that you see photos of him with young Val Kilmer, young Tom Cruise with young Val Kilmer shots from the movie that they have as stills. Who's taking those pictures, by the way? Uh, <laughs> Cause there are some weird moments that they have captured on photograph, um, which <laughs> it's another weird little complaint. Um, right. It, it, jo- Julie and I were joking about that um, both in uh, the old photographs. And I think there was one toward the end where they show a photograph from the final sequence that of the, of the two leads. It's like, who took that picture? <laughs> well, and that's what I thought. Like I thought maybe that was them saying like, you know, there's always a guy at the end of missions taking pictures. That's why we have these other ones too. Yeah. 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 What would have been great is if somebody was just there, just snapping pictures with their cell phone camera or something, right. and then printing them out. Yeah, yeah. for some reason. Yeah. Well, we know Maverick's an old man. He's gonna want a he's gonna want a hard copy of that. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think in the same way, the um, goose nostalgia was also so tropey that like we didn't actually like whether you've seen the original Top Gun or not, you understand everything about this past that these characters have. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and they did a really great job with casting Miles Teller. Oh yeah. I, I thought, I mean, I'm, I'm digging him more and more in the things I see. I've seen him in mm-hmm. stuff years ago and it, I could take him or leave him. Um, but things I've seen him in recently, um, I really appreciate him more as an actor. Now I think he's, he's matured nicely and, and has some, and has gotten some good roles. Um, I thought this was a great one and him with that, that mustache, like he walked on screen and it was like, all right, you're goose's kid. I know <laughs> you like can't sh- be anybody, but shout out for hair and makeup on this one. Yeah. The, that team, like that did like 60% of the acting that he needed to do was oh, in yeah. that mustache. Yep. And so some talented makeup and hair folk. Moi, I got that done. Absolutely. Yeah. I thought he was great as goose's kid. How rooster rooster. Yeah. The, uh, the, I don't know, Iceman analog, I guess. Hangman. He just, I mean, that dude has mastered smuggery. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He is he's very smug. So interestingly enough, Miles Teller is 35 years old. Oh, so right. he's, he is fully five years younger than, uh, he is, he had not been born when the original came out. <laughs> wow. Yep. Hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> I recently watched him in um, the offer on Paramount plus it's, oh, uh, yeah, I know. it is. Uh, so the Godfather, uh-huh. it is the telling uh, from uh, Al Ruddy. It's Al Ruddy was the producer of the Godfather and <clears throat> uh, Miles Teller plays Al Ruddy. And it's a 10 episode miniseries about the making of the Godfather. Interesting. I really dug it. Um, now it is, uh, I watched it with a grain of salt just because this guy tells some stories about himself that are like, that doesn't seem like it's how it would have happened, but you were there and I wasn't. So I'll let this one slide. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and there are a lot of those stories that happen. Um, but it's, it, it was actually, if you, if you enjoy the Godfather, I think, uh, it's a, it's a fun 10 hour miniseries to, to watch. I, that's the one I haven't seen. That's my Ghostbusters. Yep. I haven't oh. seen the Godfather. Oh, that's a, that is one I will always recommend. I, you know, I feel like it's totally in my wheelhouse of movies that I would like and of the style. I just haven't ever seen it. Yeah. It's, it's tough though. Now, um, I would be curious for you to see it at this point, having seen other movies oh, yeah. that have come after it, because there, there are a lot of movies that do crib from this because it was kind of, they did some pretty groundbreaking things at the time, <clears throat> not only in their storytelling, but in like their, like in the way they released the movie, mm-hmm. things like that. Um, they were one of the first films to release wide. Uh, you know, at the time it was, all right, we've got so many reels of the film and they'll just make their way around oh, the country. Right. And they're like, nope, we're going to print X number of copies and we're going to get it out as many places as we can. It's like, that's insane. Why would we do that? Because if it bombs, we've got this huge extra investment in mm-hmm. it. And he said, but if it doesn't, and if people are talking about it, then everybody's everybody's talking about it and everybody wants to see it. <clears throat> so, I mean, they, they did some things like that with the movie and they talk about a lot of that stuff. Oh, so, that's cool. So, so that's kind of interesting. No, yeah, I would like that. I like the inside baseball type of films about films. Yep. Yep. Hollywood really likes those too. Mm-hmm. They nominate them a lot for things. Yeah. <laughs> every, I mean, vanity projects is every project there. So yeah. This makes sense. Yeah. I also noticed, um, Dude, Miles Teller is in that thing that looks not so great on Netflix, Spiderhead. He is. He's the he looks like he's the other lead in that one, along with uh Chris Hemsworth. Mm-hmm. And it's directed by the same guy who did this. Oh really? Uh yeah. What's his name? Joseph Kaz- Kaczynski. Huh. Yeah. And before that he directed, I don't know, like a Taco Bell web short. So this all makes sense. Oh, and Tron Legacy. So you know. I did like Tron Legacy. Mm-hmm. Another nostalgia. It hit, is. Right? It yeah. is. But man, I love Tron. I unapologetically love Tron and mm-hmm. will go back to that well every time. End of line. <clears throat> I, re- I was really hoping that they were going to make the third movie in that, uh, in that sequence with, uh, I'm blanking on his name. Uh, he played Scarecrow in the Chris Nolan Batman movies. Oh, it's Cillian Murphy? Yes. Okay. Yep. Cause Cillian Murphy was, uh, in the, some of the boardroom sequences and he was a known person at the time. It's like, mm-hmm. why do you have him in that role in this movie? And it's like, it is totally setting stuff up for later for a, another movie that they just never made. Yeah. In the production of this, it, cause I looked up, you know, uh, those, those kind of things. Um, there were five writers. I, That's I, not a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> Two for story, three for screenplay. Cause I'm just like, there's not that much story. <laughs> I mean, to have done here. No. no. There's nothing surprising or innovative or weird. It, it's all solid. I'm not mad about it, right? It all is everything you need for an action plot to be. Yeah. Yep. Right. It sets up some kick ass plane fights. The, the plane cinematography was awesome mm-hmm. like it was amazing 
I I felt like we were actually watching cockpit footage. We probably were. I mean, knowing how serious Tom Cruise is about this stuff, I I, I think we were. I mm-hmm. don't think they shortcutted a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah. It looked really great. And the way all of those things were shot, because, I mean, it's interesting to think about how you're going to make an action sequence feel important and have sense of space in the sort of 3D volume in which they have to do this at speeds and all this. But like, I felt like I understood why the maneuvers they were doing were working to have the effects that were happening on the screen. Like all of it sort of like made sense to experience. So good flight choreography. Yeah. I I mean, I think, you know, we talked about that with the fight choreography last week with Mm -hmm. RRR. And I think this, I think Top Gun Maverick does that also. Like you never felt lost in the fights unless it wanted me to. Unless mm-hmm. it wanted me to feel disoriented, I think, you know, I think then it worked. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes you, you want that. Mm-hmm. You want that effect. And, but, and no, they I, looked really cool. Like I said, I'm, I'm not like a plane fanboy, but like these planes looked really cool. I was excited. Yeah. Yeah. Or uh, there's a it, sequence where like an engine's on fire and they're trying to go through steps. And even the sort of like panic sequence, I'm still understanding what they're trying to do, why it's not working. <clears throat> And it's a very short amount of time, but like I'm with them for that whole sequence, which I thought was just a good job on planning that and editing it um, because I could see how that chaos could have just been like chaos for me too. But it was, yeah, it was good. Yeah. Um, I think the only thing that I was a little bit confused about at Mm -hmm. first, um, and it became a little more clear uh, as we were going because like Julie even mentioned at one point, she's like, why, why do some of the planes have one pilot and some of the planes uh, have yeah. two? Like, <clears throat> like that didn't, there wasn't a lot of explanation behind that. And I, I feel like maybe there was something, it feels like maybe there was something cut just to explain that thing, but it kind of explained itself away when you realized that, one one person was doing the thing and the other group was doing the other thing and you had to do it in that order without explicitly explaining it out you know right for the, for the for the doofuses in the back row <laughs> Which, because they for a few minutes i it. felt like one <laughs> yeah because they do talk about it like from the, the beginning when they're describing the mission you're going to take six people in four planes yeah because it, I was a little confused when they were describing that. I'm like, wait, are there three groups of two? No, there's just four planes. Six. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> and I noticed when they were showing some of the um, the animations of when they were, like, showing how the planes were going to enter the enter the chasm, the the crater, and, and do the thing. Like, the two planes had single and dual under them. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's that's what's happening. These are single pilot, dual pilot. That's, it's supposed to be that way. Oh yeah. I I just did a quick search and they have a F-18, maybe Hornet and Super Hornet being single and double uh, things, I guess. All right. So that's my guess. But yeah, that is, that's a, that's a normal thing for the different like configurations of their yeah, see, this is the whole thing. I don't really have a place to stand to pretend to be an expert here. <laughs> well, 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 look who decides to chime in. Uh-huh. Um, you want young yeah, and I, I can talk about Pokemon. <laughs> I can't. 
<laughs> I can talk about uh, reading the articles in uh, um, CBW when that was coming to the U.S. They were yes. talking about how weird the name was. Like we can't, we had to, we had to do a name change when when they brought it to the U.S. because the literal translation was Pocket Monsters, and they're like, no, 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 we can't yeah. call it that. We have to call it something else. So Got they named Pocket Monster right here. Yep. <laughs> like that's that's the one thing that's that's my one little bit of trivia that I can add about Pokemon was uh was an article that I read in whatever the early nineties. Nice. Yeah, I guess Pokemon's also not young and vital. It's been around for quite some time. Oh, let's talk about that cartoon The Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> We could talk about that, uh, the Lady Gaga track from the film. Yeah. The, the, uh, the taking my breath away analog to. Mm-hmm. That's the one <laughs> to hold my hand here. Yeah. They, I mean, the movie really did try to hit the same beats as, really as the original. And, you know, we had, we had a, a training accident and then a little while later we had a funeral and we had the, the doubt over whether, we should be doing the thing mm-hmm. <laughs> like all the same story beats are there. And that was okay. Like it's, it's the movie. It would have felt weird if they missed them or, or they tried to do something so wildly different. Yeah. I mean, I think the, the, the most wildly different thing they did with this movie was the pilots weren't all white dudes. They weren't. That was, I think the one wildly different thing um, that and not naming the bad guys. That's also true. Because, because in the, in the previous movie, we knew who the bad guys were. Right. But we could have bad guys because we still had bad guys because we were, you know, we still had these very diff- different bad guys. Yeah. We, we had bad guys that we could, we could name. Um, also we weren't trying to, uh, cater to a global market, <laughs> which, yep. which is part of it too. Because, um, the, the other thing I noticed about the bad guys, were they all had black mirrored visors. Right. You never saw any skin tone of any bad guy. Right. Even even on the even on the ground, everything was obfuscated through smoke or distance. You couldn't tell any mm-hmm. any uh nationality or yeah. or or racial differences. Um you you didn't know if they were white or or Asian or South Asian or Middle Eastern. No idea. None. I'm pretty sure it's Iceland. I'm yeah, mm-hmm. probably. That's the where those fifth gen fighter yeah are coming from. They're all stationed in Reykjavik. Yeah, exactly. Where where we already have an air force base, <laughs> just launching <laughs> there instead of the navy. I do feel like aircraft carriers usually have other boats, ships uh, around them. You would think. Because, and there were probably subs. There, there were probably there was probably that sub that was that was right. hiding out under, chasing away the Russian subs. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but again, like I said, no expertise there. Oh, yeah. I remember. I was talking about the the writing team for this too. Oh yeah, right? uh, because there's like five people, and when I was looking into him, the the main guy, um, Peter Craig, he he also wrote the Batman. Oh, and he is uh, working on Gladiator Two right now. Gladiator Two, um, Last Blood. Nope. What? I don't know what the subtitle for Gladiator Two could what? be. Maximost. Nope. You know, I vaguely remember that movie. I, oh, I I watched it, mm. 
and wasn't crazy about it. Oh, this, I, I haven't watched it in years, but when it came out, mm-hmm. I was crazy about it. Like it was one of those things that like, I don't know for why that it really caught me. It's also when we had gold dollar coins, um, uh, being promoted. Oh, yeah. And so I paid in gold every time I went to see that movie. And I saw it several times in the theater because I'm that kind of nerd. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, nah, nah. I was looking for, uh, goofs in the movie. Oh, but mo- most of them are not great. Most of them are really real inside baseball from things. Mm. They're not actually that fun. I would definitely say that as like a recommendation, if I was talking to someone who liked Top Gun, then this is a safe movie for you to watch. You will absolutely, like absolutely. If you enjoyed Iron Eagle, I think this would also be in your wheelhouse. Any of the Iron Eagle movies. Because there were like three of them. Three or four. I, I The Ironer Eagle. I mean, this doesn't have Louis Gossett Jr. in it, but... I always think of him from Enemy Mine. Right? That's, That's a really good movie. I love that movie. Uh-huh. There were at least four Iron Eagle movies. Wow. There was Iron Eagle, which was two years after the original Top Gun. So get yeah. this. We had four Iron Eagle movies in the span of time <laughs> that it took to get a second Top Gun movie. Uh-huh. Uh, we had Iron Eagle in 86. We had Iron Eagle 2 in 88. Aces, Iron Eagle 3 mm. in 92. And Iron, Iron Eagle 4 on the attack, Oof. 1995. Gosh, this had to be directed video. Right, Were those I, in I feel like that one was. I'm pretty sure the first three went. Or, okay, yeah, it was direct to video. Four was direct to video. Let's see, it was three. Mm. Yeah, ninety two is a little early for some direct to videos. Yep, yep. So what's really funny is the the kid in those movies. Yeah, was he was actually in the second one? Oh, I'm sorry. Iron Eagle 2, The Battle Beyond the Flag. Nice. Oh, that's a title. That is a title. Someone in the writer, you know, marketing department probably uh, added that tagline and wow. they just nailed it that day. Yeah. Yeah. They they did a, a huge line of coke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fellas, I got it. <laughs> we got this. Battle Beyond the Flag. Yep. Uh, Luke Gossett was in all four of those movies. Chappie. Jesus. The legend of Chappie's gold. That's what they needed. <laughs> that oh. was the, uh, the, the point and click adventure game. They <laughs> <laughs> oh, it'll be coming on Kickstarter and mm. uh, David can fund it. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Enemy of mine was really great. I, that's one of those movies that if it's, if I'm flipping around television late at oh, night, yeah. I see that on. That's one of those movies that I will watch to the end, no matter where I'm at in it. Yep. It's classic. Love it. Love the, that kind of sci-fi. Oh yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. That one. And, uh, like, um, oh, uh, alien nation. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I watched, I watched the end of that the other day, uh, a couple weeks ago. And then they did the series on a- of based on alienation. Yep. I remember watching some of that. That was actually pretty good too. And I thought the, um, oh, district nine, Captured a lot of the vibe of yes. the alienation. Yep. 
yeah, District 9 was really great. Mm-hmm. And I yeah, guess we, District 10 is in the works? It's been in the works for a long time. Mm-hmm. It's been in the works for a really long time. Um, I remember when we, like, this podcast has been around a while. We did that one as a contemporary movie. Like, when that when District 9 came out, we, we did that one week. Um, and at a similar time to that, the movie 9 came out. Oh, was that the one with the sack boys? Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. So that was a YouTube short. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was short. It was like 15 minutes long, 10, 15 minutes long. Yeah. The short was amazing. I retroactively went back and watched the short mm-hmm. because that movie was not great. Right. That movie was not really good. Because it was about 15 minutes of material stretched and when you stretch a sack boy that much, it's going to, yeah, it's going to, it's going to rip. You're going to mm-hmm. find out what exactly is inside a sack boy and nobody, <laughs> nobody wants that. That movie came apart the seams. Oh, okay. We can do literally. <laughs> I felt that way about um, the first movie of Saw because, like, it was a student film first. There was like mm-hmm. forty-five minutes, and it was all in the box. And that's and so. Then they stretched it into a whole movie, and the only good parts of the movie is all the stuff that happens in the box. Yep. Like all the surrounding stuff is either unnecessary or clunky or just kind of boring. Um, but the box was still really good. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I still enjoyed the first Saw movie, but then I saw like the next one. I was like, okay, now it's just torture porn. Yeah. Yeah. I, years after Saw came out, I, I saw it for the first time and it was like, I mean, I think Saw two and three were already out uh-huh. and I, I was actively avoiding them, but I had a friend who was like, you got to watch the first one. You can avoid the rest of them, but you should actually watch the first one. And I went back and watched it. It was like, all right. Yeah. There's, there's some good stuff there. Yeah. And you can see where the good is. Yes. Right. Yeah, and, absolutely. Oh, this is innovative. This is interesting. This is a cool but, turn. But then uh, they just kept trying to replicate that. And and then other movies tried to replicate that too. And it's like, right. uh, yeah, uh, it, the found footage genre with um, Blair Witch mm-hmm. was kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember, I remember seeing that movie when it came out in the theaters and like not being spoiled on it. Um, and that was, if I'm remembering right, that was in 99. Cause I want to say that Julie and I went and saw that on our honeymoon. Yeah. So, so like we saw that and it was like, man, this is, this is really good. Might've been earlier than that. Cause I what feel like it? I was still in high school. Maybe. Yeah. 2016. Nope. That cannot be right. That's the no. most recent remake. No. Sorry. No. <laughs> Blair Witch Project is what I need to look up. 99 <laughs> is what it is. Yep, yep. That's it. Yep. Cause I remember, um, anyway. Actually, that was that was a really interesting time for movies because we saw, I'm pretty sure on our honeymoon we saw that and The Sixth Sense. Oh wow! And you want to talk about like man, <laughs> two two wild movies that like at the time were just you walk out of the the movie theater just going, man, I've never seen anything like this. Mm-hmm. And now you know, found footage stuff is is hard not to find. Um, and there have been a few that have been done well. Um, Well, and also they sort of learned that you doesn't need to be quite so shaky. Right. They found a balance of this is a real movie. Yeah. And this is amateur. They found a good balance between. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, um, Cloverfield was okay. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think we should have learned who JJ Abrams was with that movie. Yeah. You know, like, and we keep hiring him for things and then get surprised when he just delivers something that's to the level of quality of 
Cloverfield. A lot of lens flare. Oh my god. Um, and I actually really appreciated Chronicle too. Is that the one where the kids get powers? Yeah. Yeah. I like that yeah. One. There was some fun stuff with that because um, that one does some things toward the end of the movie where it's like, all right, you're breaking your rules about this being found footage. But then you realize like the one of one of the kids has the ability to manipulate uh, technology. So he's actually flying around with cell phones. Like mm-hmm. you see them flying around in a fight and then circling around them are just cell phones. It's like, That's you got cool. me. You got mm-hmm. me. Okay. Cell phones don't have those that good of camera, but you you win this one. <laughs> like like you at least explain how you have a camera there. Yeah, I think my weird double movie weekend was it was the same day because uh, I saw I did the double feature. I saw Independence Day mm. and Seven, and everyone raved about Independence Day. I'm like, oh no, you got to go see this head in the box movie. Like <laughs> it is going to be the one you remember. Yeah. I mean, I love the effects in Independence Day. That was a fun, fun ride and a good breakout for Will Smith. But the seven, like, come on. That's a, that's a film. It is, but I, there were parts that I just, oh. I didn't, I didn't like, I didn't like parts of seven. Like the last half of seven kind of falls apart for me. Oh, yeah. I think I probably want to, mm, could rewatch this now and see different things because I am interested. And like how it holds up compared to like mid nineties, whenever it came out. Right. Especially when I think about how the timing of things must have had to have happened to make the movie like work. How much serendipity is there to make this work? Right. Right. Um, and it helps that you have, I mean, Kevin Spacey is fairly unknown at the time. Yeah. So he doesn't, he kind of blends in. So it makes it easy. Mm hmm. To to get away with some things with having him as as an actor in that movie, um, yeah, uh, yeah, I can see that. That's quite a uh, quite a whiplash movie there for you. Uh huh. That was a weird double feature. Yeah. Uh, so let's see, I'm trying to remember which exact movie it was. Uh, so here's here's a pair of movies that I saw on the same day: Star Trek Episode Five, oh. The Final Frontier. Sure. And Batman, the Tim Burton Batman. Wow. Movie. And I, all right, so the story there is uh, it was right after I graduated high school, 1989. I was uh, a couple weeks after that, I was in a car accident. And so I was, I couldn't work. Um, like I was fine, but like I had stitches on my knees and um, like, like I couldn't move my legs much without them just bleeding profusely. So my boss was like, until your stitches are out, you cannot come back to work. Just please don't come back to work. <laughs> like, dude, I'm fine. He's like, no, you're not allowed to come back. until you're... So like I had a bunch of free time and uh, you know, this is, this is the late eighties and like I'm a big comic book guy at the time. Mm-hmm. Me and my buddies want to go see Batman on opening night. There's a, uh, a theater that no longer exists. That's in Belleville. That was in Belleville. And it had this, just a gigantic screen, uh, like comparable to what a um, an IMAX screen would be, but like also just a huge theater space to be in. Just it's just huge. Um, so we're like, we're gonna go to this. We're gonna go there, uh, and we're gonna go see the movie. We need somebody to get the tickets. Well, you can only buy the tickets the day of. You can't pre-buy the tickets. There's there's none of that. Um, and then you have to wait in line because there's no 
assigned seating or anything. So right. I'm like, all right, I'm going to take one for the team. I got no, I have literally nothing else to do all day. I can't drive because my legs, somebody just drive me to Belleville, drop me off. I'll buy all our tickets and I'll wait in line. I got nothing else to do the entire day. So I get there at like two o'clock in the afternoon, buy the tickets for the seven o'clock show. I got nothing else to do. <laughs> I guess I'll see this other movie that's going on over here. Nice. And so that's when I saw the final frontier. It was a fine way to kill an afternoon. Sure. Nice. But, yeah. I saw both of those in the theater. Yep. I remember that. I was into Star Trek enough. I, I hadn't really done the original series. Right. Like my first Star Trek was the animated series with, you know, mm, yep. Original series voice cast, which was cool and good writing. Uh, and then I got big into the next generation, but when there were Star Trek movies in the theater, I went to them. Oh yeah. Yep. Uh, I've seen a fair number of the original series. I, it was fine. Next mm-hmm. generation was fine. My college roommates watched it. Mm-hmm. I never really got into it. <laughs> I did. I did really enjoy Deep Space Nine though. Sure. I watched a lot of that. It felt like Star Trek had finally grown up a little bit. It was a lot grittier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the problem I always had with Trek was that the, there was no, people didn't act like people. Yeah. Like there was no infighting. Which is one would, of the reasons the Orville is so good. Yes. Cause those are people. I, yes, they are. I still need to catch up on this season. I've, I've only watched the first episode this season, but, uh, yeah, I, I completely agree. I, I really dig the Orville. I didn't get a chance to see um, this Top Gun in uh, IMAX. It had been my goal to do that. Yeah. And I thought I was getting like uh, tickets to go see it in the morning at like 1030, but it was 1030 PM. I'm like, Oh no, I can't do that. Oh, so I, wow. I changed out and just watched it on a regular screen. Yeah. Which was still really impressive, but this I think would be IMAX worthy. Yeah. We don't have a, we don't have IMAX by us, but we have this, this ultra screen. It's just, just this gigantic screen. Um, and yeah, it was it was fantastic to watch on that. Well, for my IMAX viewing, I usually go over to Edwardsville. Yeah, to that one, and it's nice because I, I go to a matinee and there'll be like six people in this like three hundred seat theater. I'm like, oh, this is great. Yep, yep. So you think they'll uh, with if I don't know if Top Gun Maverick was a success or not. Do you think we'll get another uh, <laughs> Iron Eagle sequel off of this? You know, <laughs> it was a gigantic success. Uh, over a billion dollars worldwide. Nice. Um, so we're going to get Iron Eagle six. What you're saying? Maybe is Louis Gossett Jr. still alive? Oh, I mean, I don't say I don't put it past him to yeah, put him so. in the volume and and de-age him. Oh my God, he is still alive. Mm-hmm. He is. Let me do that math. Eighty six oh. years old. No, yeah, yeah it's like. He's got 86 years old. Two things filming, three things in post, and one, two, three, four, what? five, six, seven, eight in the pipe. Oh my God. That's amazing. Man is working. And some of these titles look like they could be military action films, like A Scorched Earth or Capture the Flag. Capture the Flag sounds like it could be an Iron Eagle sequel. It could be. None of it's these say trapping. A group of elderly vets engage in a spirited game of Capture the Flag for the privilege of raising old glory every morning in their community. Yep. Oh, my God. Jesus, Cass. Wow. (laughs) 
Dick Van Dyke, Barry Corbin, mm. Lou Gossett Jr., John Amos, and Paul Dooley. Holy crap. All right. I'm, I'm in. Grumpy old veterans. I like the, what was that one? Red? Yes. That old Assassins? Oh, yes. That was fun. That was fun. Or, uh, gosh, we did an old one with Sylvester Stallone, too, right? The Placements? Is that what it was yes. called? Yep. Yeah. He is, he is going to be in a superhero movie. Fly? Was it him or was I'm thinking Schwarzenegger? I mean, he's in, he's in Guardians. He's been in Guardians. Right. And he's going to be in Guardians 3. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he, they, they're playing games with, uh, with Guardians. So when, uh, when Guardians of the Galaxy came out, I remember reading Guardians of the Galaxy in the late 80s, early 90s. Mm hmm. And this was not the Guardians of the Galaxy that I read. And I'm like, oh, shit. Are we going to get those guys? Are we going to get Vance Astro and Yondu? And, and we got Yondu. Mm -hmm. But like like all the ones, uh, Charlie 27, I think is his name. Like they have all these characters. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Are we going to get those guys? And then like I see this. I don't know who any of these people are. <laughs> oh, wait. There's Yondu. But I don't know mm -hmm. who any of the rest of these people are. Then Guardians Two comes out, and they start introducing these these other older Ravagers, and I'm like, "Oh shit, I know who these guys are. I know who all these guys are. These are my Guardians." <laughs> I read an interesting thing about what was it? oh, so they've got the new Guardians roller coaster at Epcot yep. in Disney World, but like apparently all of this is because there's some like rights deal from pre Disney with Marvel for theme park usage. Mm. Yep. And it's split West Coast, East Coast, which is why Avengers oh. Campus is on the West Coast. And on the East Coast, Marvel Heroes are at Universal Studios because they got the rights. Yep. And so yep. you can't see Hulk wandering around Disney World. But you can see the Guardians because right. they weren't included in this rights package. Uh, Well, they, they wouldn't have existed, I don't believe, at the time the rights. This, yeah. I don't think well, this version of the Guardians would have existed. They also... Like I was, <clears throat> I was reading an article just earlier this week about the rights and how they used to keep track of the rights on spreadsheets because when Marvel went into bankruptcy, they, mm -hmm. they were just throwing them out wherever they could just to try to, try to keep the company solvent. And, um, they, they did rights in a really weird way that now is what it's, it's why everything's so fucked up with Sony that they have the Spider-Man family of, characters and then they had the uh with fox they had the x-men family and the right the fantastic four family of characters which is when it got really dicey when it was like well no because we kept the rights to the avengers and then you have characters that are in both the x-men and the avengers yeah which is why we had both scarlet witch and quicksilver in both movies Yep, but they there had to have been some kind of handshake deal on those because they each only got to keep one, <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> which That's I was, so I always thought was funny. And then like, is silver surfer a fantastic four character? I see it. Like, I know that's how he started. Yeah. But he's his whole, he's got his whole thing. Oh, I know. I read silver surfer and loved it as a kid. It's hard for me to remember why I liked it. Like now, and like when I think about him as a character, I'm like, this is a strange thing to have made into a comic book. It is, but man, there was a really, there were some really good runs of that story. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm, I was a big Silver Surfer fan. Oh, cool. For, for a long time. Yeah. Uh, I was way into it. 
like now I can't quite remember why I liked it so much. I guess for me, it was through the nineties up through the infinity more crossover giant thing. Yep. I, I, somewhere in the basement, I have all those books. Mm-hmm. There's, I, I probably have a lot of money worth of comic books in my basement right now. Nice. Uh, cause like I collected X-Men all through mm-hmm. the, the, the late eight, the last half of the eighties and mm-hmm. early nineties. Yes. I read uh, X-Men, Uncanny X-Men and. Yep. Then the, they did a new like X-Men series that was maybe just X-Men. Yep. Yep. And that's when Chris Claremont left. Mm-hmm. And it was loved never those. the same after that. <laughs> yeah. I love the X-Men. Yep. Those were great. And yeah. I don't think I read the Wolverine standalone stuff. Like he wasn't my favorite. I liked it. He was stuff. my favorite. I know. And like <laughs> time, everyone yeah. loved it. And I'm like, he's cool. But like, I think I went into like, some of the other like X Force and mm. Excalibur and the various X spinoffs. The new I, mutant. I had all those. I had all those. <laughs> I was I into all those. Speedball limited run. Yep. Yep. Such a weird. And it got weirder somehow. I loved all that nonsense. Yeah, Speedball was actually the impetus for uh the first Civil War. Wow. Yeah. Uh, speedball, like the new war, like he became part of the new warriors uh-huh. and then the new Remember, warriors like, did like yeah, a masochism thing going. Well, that happened after like, so, uh, he, um, oh, by the way, if you were here for top gun, we're done with that probably. At this <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> um, but cool yeah, jets. He, yeah, he did this, uh, he did this thing. Well, they did this thing where they were like doing a reality TV show. And they were going to attack these bad guys. And then something happened and they ended up basically setting off a bomb or a character was set off like a bomb or something like that in a school. Mm. And that's what our near a school, near a playground. And I'm, I'm getting the, I know I'm going to get the details wrong, but, um, but that's what kind of kicked off the impetus for the the civil war. Why we need to to register these 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 superpowered people. We have these young people running around trying to do this for for fame. We need to you know we need controls on this. Mm-hmm. And that's when the the superhero registration act came out. Oh, and right, and right. that's and that was the impetus for the first civil war. So. But Speedball was kind of the one that started that. Like it, it was his action that caused it. And so then he became this character named Penance and like put himself like inside an Iron Maiden or something like that. Like, yeah. Like at that point, I'm like, man, this is some weird shit. <laughs> I remember he was working with, I don't know, like a, a, a government team. Yeah. 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 I remember that vaguely uh, from my time. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, all that X Men stuff. I was I was so deep into all that, and I think I think for me the reason I like Silver Surfer so much was just kind of that he was uh, he was this tortured soul, you know. Like as a teenager, man, that was just like speaking to everything I was about. Like he, you know, he had to give up himself to to be the herald of Galactus to save his planet, but by doing so, he had to leave the woman he loved, and he had to this do this noble sacrifice. It was just Man, it was teenage bullshit. <laughs> it was just like, man, they knew how to they knew how to hit that that audience hard, and I I was sucked in deep. Oh yeah, and like and that's, yeah, that's why I was it. That's what that, that's what I was there for. Mm-hmm. And the power cosmic and these galactic scale. The I did love the cosmic heroes a lot. 
That was fun. Yeah. So have you seen, uh, have you seen the Eternals? Yeah. The movie. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, the, yeah. the post credit scene. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I'm like, Ooh, yeah. When, when are that, we doing this? Wait, Pip the fucking troll? What? Wait, what? <laughs> of all the characters I never, ever, ever expected to see. All right. I'm here for Pip the troll. Right. Cause so, he like held an infinity stone for all. He was in that like infinity squad with Adam Warlock. Yeah. Yeah. And yes, we set up and Adam Warlock in Guardians 2, maybe. What he is a character in Guardians 3. Okay, great. Yeah, confirmed the uh, Will Poulter is playing him. Right, 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 right. Yep. I do remember seeing that. Yeah. Uh, so that's he's, exciting. Yeah, I, th- I think so. Well, there was, I mean, it was, it was Pip and Mantis and, mm-hmm. uh, Moondragon and, um, uh, Star Finn. Fox. Star Fox, Arrow, uh-huh. Star Fox, Harry Styles. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I'm, yeah. When that, when that showed up, I'm like, are we, are we doing the Infinity Watch now? Is, is that what's happening? Like, I wonder how many of these things after credits, other seeds and movies are you really going to play out? Because, you know, yeah, we also did a little bit of Blade, a little bit of Black Knight. Like, we got some, stuff that can be happening but eternals i don't feel like it did it well in the marvel spectrum of films uh i think it did fine but i think it's going to matter more as it goes on like as things go on i think it's going to matter more my bet is it's going to matter more after guardians mm. just because of that cosmic level stuff right um well i have a feeling if any of those characters make it out of that that's where we could see that's where we could see that show up again. We might have more to talk about that next week. We might. Right. I'm ready for Thor uh, Saturday. All right. We've got our tickets for Friday night. So nice. Yep. Yep. Uh, I want to do a sometime between now and then I'm going to do a rewatch of, of Ragnarok just to. Are you not going to do Thor two dark world? Uh, you know, it was on cable. Not too long ago. And I was like, mm. and I put it on and it was on for a few minutes. And I was like, I don't even remember what's happening here. I watched it, you know, maybe, maybe as much as a year ago. Cause uh, my kid and I went through and did them in timeline order and right. watched all the films, including, including that one. But I mean, it was the last time we saw Jane Foster. That's true. That's true. Um, and I know they just released, uh, I believe it's three more legends episodes. Oh, so I think I might go watch those because I would assume Jane Foster is probably going to be amongst those. Mm-hmm. Um, Some review. Yeah. Any uh, any uh, predictions for what we'll see in in Thor? Um, I think you know with Taika, we're going to have superheroes being sort of not super. Right. It's going to be it's going to be fun and sure. It's going to be quippy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm only expecting a light touch for tying into larger arcs, right? Because I don't know that that's really his thing. Like, but we'll see, see what he gets to do. I mean, I think you have to, to work in the MCU. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's one of the things that James Gunn was able to get away with a lot more because guardians is a little more removed and it's like, all right, Mm -hmm. we're going to have to shoehorn you into, into the infinity war stuff. And they did. And it was fine, but yeah, it's right. I'd be in, I would be super excited if we saw some connection to the Loki series here. Right. 
And I'm surprised we didn't get any of it in Doctor Strange. I really am too. I really am as well. Because I like watching that show. And I felt like they were setting up to be important. They released Marvel, the MCU. uh, They released a new timeline of the MCU not too long ago. And yeah, June 8th. So, and and what I found interesting, and I'm pulling it back up just as a, to remind myself, um, like the order of things, um, they're including in this timeline, um, the, the Netflix shows. Nice. Yeah. Um, so like the, uh, the Netflix shows, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. series. Weird. Yeah. Um. Spider-Man Homecoming, Thor Ragnarok, Inhuman Season 1. But we had that in, I mean, there is a tie to that in uh, in, uh, Multiverse of Madness. Mm -hmm. They've got Cloak and Dagger Seasons 1 and 2 in here. Oh, man. I only watched the first season. I I don't think I I actually really liked that. I really did like that. Um, I mean, I read their comic. Uh, That was something. I I enjoyed the first season. I I get maybe I... One of seems to just left my radar, and though they cross over with Runaways, right? And they mention uh, in Cloak and Dagger Daredevil, so all those have some hooks. Yeah, uh, season three Runaways. So this timeline has everything. So the first thing chronologically is Captain America, then uh, Agent Carter stuff, then Captain Marvel, then Iron Man. Um, Iron Man 1 and 2, the Hulk, then like we'll just skip ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause there are 83 items on this list. Yeah. Uh, with like end, 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 game is, end game is number 71. Loki is number 72. Ah, yeah, well, yeah. That's then the what if, then WandaVision. Mm hmm. Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, Shang-Chi, uh, Eternals, the two Spider-Man movies, which those kind of have to be next to each other since mm-hmm. they do. Uh, Doctor well, Strange mm-hmm. and the Multiverse of Madness, then Hawkeye, then Moon Knight, then Miss Marvel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there, then everything else is TBA after that. And like, what do we have upcoming? We got Thor. We have Thor on Friday, the mm-hmm. July eighth. Then She Hulk on August seventeenth. Very excited. Uh, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever on November eleventh. I'm nervous. I mean, I, I love Black Panther. It was my favorite. I am but too. Like, but we're gonna we're gonna introduce uh, Atlantis. So we're gonna. Namor? I mean, they've already Namor, mm-hmm. uh, Adelan, uh, which is gonna be the bad guy, um, which. That's weird for me. I would have really liked to, I would have rather seen Namor as the bad guy, to be honest. Um, let's see. Uh, and then I know there's another Guardians, the Guardians holiday special this December. Oh, oh, good. I am really excited about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ant Man and Wasp Quantumania, yep. February 17th next year. Uh, that seems like that'll be a big three. kickoff movie for stuff. I, yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, uh, Guardians 3 uh, mm-hmm. is May 5th. So that's their comic book, free comic book day weekend nice. release. And the Marvels, July 28th of next year. 
I'm excited about that one too. Yeah. Yeah, I am too, especially after Ms. Marvel. I just saw the first episode of Ms. Marvel tonight. I'm watching oh. it with my kids, so we are. Yeah, what did you think? Oh, it was super fun. Yeah. I like that uh, Mitchell's versus Machines sort of animation and stuff that's going on. Yes. I'm like, okay. And like, I mean, her powers are totally different than what I known them to be, but like, I'm okay with this. It seems all right. Well, we're, we're kind of backing away from the inhuman stuff. Yeah. The inhumans and the Terrigen mist, all that stuff. So that's, right. I'm okay with that. I'm fine. fine. I'm fine. Uh, so the things that have been announced that don't have a date yet. Okay. Secret invasion. And they definitely like hinted at that, right? With the yeah. Nick Fury after credit scroll sort of yes. thing. Yeah. Okay. I have a feeling Nick, uh, Secret Invasion is not going to be what Secret Invasion was in the comic books. Because mm-hmm. Secret Invasion in the comic books where the scrolls have been replacing people all throughout the world and like it's an infiltration. Right. I have a feeling Secret Invasion, this Secret Invasion is chronologically going to be during the snap. Oh, and it's going to be, it's going to be how the scrolls came in and had, uh, um, Nick Fury and Colby Smothers, whatever her name is. Yeah. I can't remember her name. Um, how they came in and kind of helped keep the world from going completely insane during the snap. Right. Which I think could be a fun story. Like they could do some interesting stuff with that. Yeah. Uh, and they've kind of set up scrolls to be good guys. Yes. Yeah. Um, and what, and then you could have like the, maybe the Kree are trying to invade during that time and it's a mm-hmm. Kree scroll fight, but the scrolls are the good guys because mm-hmm. they're, you know, I, I think there could be some fun stuff there. Mm-hmm. Uh, blade. I'm okay with another blade. Yep. Yep. Especially mm-hmm. with, um, Hershaw Ali. Right. Being Too bad blade. we can't cross over with the, the Morbiverse. Oh my God. Oh my God. Uh, Fantastic Four. Again. We've had had several attempts at Fantastic Four movies. We've had, we've had, uh, four previous Fantastic Four movies. It seems so obvious of what you need to do and they just aren't doing it. Well, I'm hoping, I'm hoping now, fingers crossed. I mean, they've done so much good stuff. Mm hmm. Like, I feel like, I feel like they've, they figured out the formula with, especially with some of these shows. And Kevin Feige he seems to like have his finger on the pulse. Yep. Yep. Uh, X-Men. Ooh. Deadpool three. All right, then. Ironheart. Okay. So am I, is my mind right? that Ironheart is like a young girl, Tony Stark analog. Yeah. Riri yeah. Williams. Yeah. 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 Cause I, I watched some of the Marvel animation things and, yeah. and she was in there. Yeah, I almost wonder, like, I I wondered for a few minutes if they weren't going to change the character of Ironheart for the MCU because we've, a st- you know, and, and it may have been different if we wouldn't have lost uh, Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. Like, for a few minutes, I, I almost wondered if Shuri wouldn't fill that role of Ironheart mm-hmm. um, if, we ha- if we wouldn't have lost Chadwick Boseman because... You know, he would he would be the forefront of of any Black Panther movies, and then right. she could have kind of branched off and did filled in the Iron Man role because as a technologist, I mean that that was kind of sure. her, her her gig in in the first Black Panther movie. Mm-hmm. I wish that actress would stay off Twitter. Oh my God, she's insane. Um, Armor Wars, uh, Don That's, Cheadle. Yeah. That's his big, uh, 
his big uh, Iron Man movie, um, Echo. I don't know that. Echo, uh, so have you seen um, Hawkeye? Yeah. Oh. Echo yeah. is the character in Hawkeye. Yep. Okay. Um, Agatha. Uh, no, no, that's a series. Oh, it's going to be a series. It's, it's going to be one of the, that's, that's one gotcha. of the uh, Disney Plus series. Agatha, House of Harkness. I'm excited about that. Now, do you think uh, that was their plan when they were starting WandaVision or is it because she was so great in that role? They're like, let's do this. I think maybe they started talking about it once they, they started seeing what she could do. And then, uh, then probably the minute that song got released, they're like, yeah, yeah, we're doing this. Yeah. This is fantastic. It was Agatha all along. And it, you know, that needs to be the theme song to that series. It, it just does. I'm, <laughs> I'm so good with that. Um, X-Men 97. So weird, but I'm in, uh, what if season two, which okay. is actually, which is actually, the rest of what if season one, uh, uh, because they had, they had actually planned to do however many episodes. And then they're like, Oh, we're running out of time. <laughs> and then they realized they had hit a good stopping point that narratively it worked for, mm-hmm. for that. So they just cut it into two seasons. I thought what if it was a lot of fun. So, uh-huh. Uh, Spider-Man freshman year, which is oh. uh, an animated, I believe it's an animated series. Interesting. Yep. Uh, I am Groot. Which is uh, shorts. Oh, okay. Uh, and then Marvel Zombies as a film or animated. I'm. I don't know. I don't think it's film. I'm pretty sure it's animated. But it could be an animated film to Disney Plus. I honestly don't know what the. Let me see if this is a link here. I mean, I watch that. Honestly, I'm gonna watch all of them. I don't know why I'm yeah. acting like they have to sell me. Right. Exactly. So uh, I did hear an interesting rumor this week about uh, She-Hulk. Uh-huh. And that is that in, so it, uh, She-Hulk is going to be a 10 episode series mm-hmm. in the eighth episode of She-Hulk. It is rumored that she will be defending in a defamation case, the ever loving blue eyed thing. Nice. Yeah. And that it will be uh, played by Jason Siegel. Weird. Okay. Yeah. But like, yeah, I thought that was really weird too. But then, like, I thought about it for like five minutes, and it's like I- I'm okay with that. Like, I can see that. Sure, like, better than the commission, right? I don't know. Michael Chiklis is yeah is gold. He is Vic Mackey. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Anyway, so the yeah the rumor the rumor uh, continues that he will be in the eighth, ninth, and tenth ep- tenth episodes of the season. There will be at least one shot of him fighting side by side in costume with She-Hulk and Daredevil. Oh my gosh! And that in the eighth and or in sorry in the ninth and tenth episodes he will be fighting the Wrecking Crew. Wow! Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, like, as rumors go, that's a good rumor. Like, even if it's not true, man, that's a it's a believable rumor. Mm -hmm. All right, I'm in. It's well, as believable as the rumor that Tom Cruise was going to play a variant Iron Man, and that never panned out either. That's true. But that was, I mean, like they announced it, and it was like, I buy it, I buy it. I, I believe he's he is as he can play a cocky enough bastard to be a variant Tony Stark. Can we get a Donald Glover variant Spider Man? Oh my god! I guess he's already in his uh, Prowler. Yeah, Prowler. Yep. If yep. we ever get that to develop. Yeah, if. Yeah. All right. 
I've I've often said that if uh, if they do decide to fully split Sony off from the regular MCU, what they should do is kill the Tom Holland Spider-Man in the MCU and let him go over to Sony and still be Tom Holland Spider-Man, Peter Parker, and Sony, uh-huh. but have the MCU develop Miles. Yeah. I think that would be really great. And that way you could still live with both of those characters mm-hmm. and still make movies and, and have fun uh, with it. Spider-Verse movie was really good. It really was. It really, now really the was. next one is a two-parter? Yes. Yes. I'm, I'm still in. Right. Right. Uh, and then there's a rumor that Andrew Garfield has signed on for more. I saw that rumor Spider-Man as movies. well. Yep. Which, okay. I mean, okay. He was really great in this No Way Home. He was not the worst part of the movies that he was in. Nope. He did a fine job of being Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. This is a writing that had the trouble. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Uh, we've yeah. talked for quite some time. Um, yep. And I'm sure we'll have lots more <laughs> Marvel comic book talk next week. Next week, yeah. All right. Next week, we're going to talk about Thor Love and Thunder. Woo. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Okay. Bye. Bye.